Hello and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Charleston Glam. Today's topic is red, white, and skincare for your dude. Helping the patriarchy one product at a time. I wanted to start off by just saying this topic is not gender biased. We have had specific questions from female listeners asking how to get their male partner into skincare. And even my dad has requested a skincare regimen for men. We're starting to see more skincare catered strictly to men. And we're also starting to see products that are not marketed to a gender. Pretty cool, right? But for the fun of this episode, we're coming from a point of view of a cis hetero couple, but it does not mean that you can't take that information to any partner. We love you all. So Kelsey, any new purchases? Um, I do have some new purchases, but I want to start off by doing kind of a follow-up from last episode because you had mentioned that you had some nice results from the Mad Hippie Vitamin A Serum, and you said mm-hmm. you were seeing better results than what you saw from Luna by Sunday Riley. So I looked mm-hmm. up the ingredients. The Vitamin A in Mad Hippie, the type of um, retinol derivative that they're using is called HPR, and it's a new form of vitamin A that is bioavailable without the need of metabolic steps. So when we talked about retinol in our retinol episode, we talked about how retinol has to go through these um, chemical conversions to be bioavailable. So this one is already bioavailable, but it's in, um, because it has the high. Uh, hydroxypenicolone, which is the HP and HPR, um, it's not as irritating to the skin also. So it's a stronger form of retinol without some of the negative side effects. So you know what I did? I immediately ordered it. So. Yay! <laughs> I had for some reason thought that you already tried it because when I purchased it, I was like, oh, I'm buying this because Kelsey has used it. So you haven't tried it yet? No, I use, I've used their vitamin C and I really like their antioxidant facial oil, um, but never their vitamin A serum. Um, I've always been really scared of retinol because I've had such bad luck with it until I tried Luna and I was able mm-hmm. to use Luna right away with no negative side effects. And I think because I've been using Luna for about a year, now, I think my skin is probably ready for me to move on to another stronger form of retinol. Girl, I am in the exact same situation. And I was going to talk to you um, later about how I think every time we're through with empties to make sure we do like a review of it on Instagram and I'm getting like to the end of my Luna. And I was like, man, I have to say that I probably won't buy it again, but it was such a great introductory mm-hmm. pro- like product that I have nothing but amazing things to say about it. And I love the suggestion of adding it to your moisturizer because I am trying to quickly go through that product since I'm so low on it. So I did do the vitamin A at night with, and then a little Luna in my moisturizer. Oh, how did your skin like that? I think it liked it. I definitely, I'm, my skin is in that weird part of my period where Mm. my body dysmorphia is already there and I think Mm. it looks awful. So (laughs) it's not a good time to really test products too much. Um, but I think it's good. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I've been really liking adding it into my moisturizer. Um, and I find that I can actually, since I'm cutting it and kind of making it not as strong by cutting it with a moisturizer, I find that I'm able to use it every night, but I like Luna for a really beginner retinol. And it was actually, Actually recommended to me from a former coworker who she is very fair and she also has rosacea. So she really can't use a lot of actives. And she reached out to me and said, Hey, I tried this. I've been able to use it every night with no problem. And I was like, well, if she can do it, then I can do it. So I like the idea of us passing it along to other people too. Like, Hey, try Absolutely. this. It's get- the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, look at that. Um, it so works. you had posted on, um, Instagram that you did an Ulta trip. Tell us about what you got. Yes. Okay. I'm going to tell you about that, but I also want to follow up with when I was at Ulta Mm. at that little kiosk when you're about to pay, but they like 
check people out super slow. So yeah. you just have to stare at everything yeah. and add like, you know, a thousand dollars more onto your purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a little mad hippie duo of the vitamin A and the vitamin C mm-hmm. in a smaller travel size. Yes. Okay. I, and I love that idea. Yeah. I, um, shared, they had Mad Hippie on sale at Ulta this week, which by the way, if brands are available at Ulta, never pay full price for them. Ulta has sales all the time. I remember working there and they had so many sales that like people would ask me what was on sale and I literally had no idea because everything went on sale all of the time. It's like (laughs) Macy's like there's no reason to pay full price for any of that stuff. It really is just a game too of like paying attention to those sales, getting the emails, like mm-hmm. it, they're, they're just really trying to excite you one after the other, pop them up. So mm-hmm. you're right. Don't pay full price. Wait for them to go on sale. It will. For sure. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I posted in the reel of my Alta trip. So I've been kind of like getting more into like colors and I'm trying to like my makeup game. I, I've been like asking bridesmaids, like what color dress they're wearing that day or even my boudoir shoots. And I'm trying to like, you know, contrast like makeup and like stick to different like tones. So this one, I was like, I want to go on a shopping trip for makeup for myself, not even for my, for my kid. And I did all summer nudes. So I bought the ColourPop Cosmetics Nude Mood Palette. Okay. That was amazing. Before mm-hmm. you go on, I, so the two makeup pal- eyeshadow palettes I have right now, um, because I did a giant declutter of a lot of makeup after the pandemic, cause <clears> I wasn't wearing it and it expired. So the two I have are ColourPop. It's their Going Coconuts, which is like a kind of warm neutral. And then their That's Taupe, which is definitely a cool tone neutral. But I really like that nude mood because it's almost kind of orangey vibes. Yeah, it's not even. It, it is. It's a. It's not even orangey. It's yeah. more like a peaches. Peach, you know, like like yes. we haven't even gotten to orange yet. We're like we're like just a touch of like warmth peach in there. But it's still like neutral vibes too. I don't know. It's really cool. I like it. Yeah, and that's funny because I went in. I had made a little checklist of things that I needed from there, and then you know what I was going for at Ulta, and I wanted to get the coconuts palette. That's mm-hmm. where my mind was at with this whole nude thing, and they didn't have it. So I um, got the nude mood and I saw the taupe one that you're talking about and that, but I was like, you know, that's a little too cool for what I'm Mm -hmm. looking for. I really wanted something that was a little more on the neutral side. Yeah. Yeah. I like the coconut palette. Um, So I definitely use the taupe one more like wintery. And now that it's like hot and it's like that bronzy, what you call, you're calling it summer nudes, right? Yeah, I'm just making that up. Like, no, you know, no it, one's though. patented that, but we'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Summer Nudes isn't even bronzy. You know, bronzy mm. is bronzy, but I think more like peaches and cream with just mm. like a hint of warmth. Oh, I with... love that. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. You guys heard it here first. Okay. Yes, you did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I wanted to say, I, I, I feel like people with on the fair side, um, Something that is really hard to find is that really good transition shade for the crease because it just seems like every single palette, as soon as they start getting to the brown colors, it just goes a little too brown. So they have a color called Bear to Wear in there, and it's so gorgeous. Please check it out. It's only $14, too. You can't beat that. And they are really good shadows. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah, I'm a big fan of their little nine, nine pan palettes. Yeah. And I love what you told me about um, them owning their factory. So that makes a lot of sense that they can just mass produce these colors, kind of change the names out, change the palette. Um, I do think there still is a bit more waste than I would like involved, but I think they're onto a better system than maybe like, you know, the Jaclyn Hill palettes that are all just made and they recreate the same thing and then keep it in a warehouse. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I also got tan luxe self-tanning face drops and I got that because you had talked about the mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm sorry what was the name it's I love I love um, paradise the tanning drops yep yeah and so I really just wanted to try a different brand just so our listeners could have another product to know about and um I like it I it says that you can go from one to four drops I've only tried it with one um be very careful around the hairline um I did one drop and left it there for like two days. So I think that's pretty good. Yeah. I also had to be careful because um, I was like trying to really spread it that I kind of went in on my brows and it kind of oranged out my brows a little bit and not orange in a scary way. It just definitely warmed up my brows and I definitely prefer a cooler toned brow. So just be a little mindful. I guess that is like your hairline, but it's the hairline on your 
upper eyes. It's true. <laughs> yeah. And being a blonde, sometimes it will catch those blonde hairs. So I was a little, um, you know, orangey around there. And I also wanted to say that when these tanning products are lasting, maybe like one to two days, that doesn't mean they're a bad product or they don't have lasting value. I actually think it's better for the product to not last as long so that you can start with a fresh base. Um, I feel like we've gotten into this culture of we want everything to be like 48 hour wear lipstick, you know, something that'll stay on your skin for a week. And like, you really don't need all that. Yeah, I I think also self-tanner kind of gets that weird when it's been on longer than like three to four days. It kind of gets a weird dull color. I don't know. Yes. Yes. It almost like oxidizes to like that back to that olivey greeny rust like undertone. Yeah. Not cute. Not cute. Yeah. So then I also got MAC lipstick. Um, I just, they have, MAC does such a good job of their nude colors. They have such an interesting shade and MAC lipsticks has like a smell that I don't love, but I appreciate the creamy formula because it it really is made to make lips look like just natural flawless lips. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. so I got the shade honey love and there was a MAC employee at Ulta and, um, she had suggested that I use, I try out kind of sexy and I have to say it's, I like it way more than honey love. She nailed the color completely. It's so good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't always happen. So I feel like I have to shout her out. I wish I like got her name or something, <laughs> but I hope I see her again. Cause it's not like I don't frequent the Alta, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, if you see her, you should tell her, it'd be like, girl, you were right. Absolutely. I, that, that's what I'm saying. I want to make it a point to like, remember that experience. Cause I, if I see her, I want to make sure I'm like, you have a really good eye for color and I want to know what else I should buy. <laughs> Cause it's also like, even as a makeup artist and a professional, it's, it's hard to look at your own face. Like we we're all so hard on ourselves or we, we kind of see a distorted image. It's just something that we all do. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I went back to using the Tarte Amazonian clay foundation. Have you ever used this? I have um, a really long, not a really long time ago, but I was in a different phase of makeup. It was back when I liked a, like the fuller coverage. Mm-hmm. Is yep. this one, it's kind of like a, um, it almost feels like a mousse kind of yeah. feeling. Yeah. It's like if uh, the Maybelline matte mousse went right a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of that. But yeah, I, unfortunately, because they still won't let you swatch things mm-hmm. at Ulta, I didn't get a good color match, but that is a good foundation, especially if you um, have acne prone skin. It's a great foundation because it has um, a 12 hour wear. It's oil free. It has a clay in it. So it. I hate to use the word dry up, but, you know, it's not contributing to the oil on your face. Um, And like Kelsey said, it has a little bit of a more high coverage. And sometimes when you're suffering from acne, you want to be hiding that when you go out. So it's good for that. And I got it because I was originally using the Super Goop Play, which makes you a little bit – have a little more shine and a little more oil mm. to your skin. But I tried out the unseen sunscreen today and I think that's a much better fit for my skin type. So maybe I won't need to change my foundation because of my sunscreen. Who knows? So the last thing that I bought was the Tarte Cream Blush. And Kelsey, you need this. Like, please buy this product because I want you to buy it and like do a live of your reaction because it is that beautiful. And I know you love a cream cream blush. And this is like the most gorgeous barely their color okay so fun fact i actually own this it's shut up i do yeah it's from their their like sugar rush line right i'm not sure yeah okay so they have a so tart has this line called sugar rush which is supposed to be more like teen makeup um and so it's a cream blush but it's in a seashell and yeah it's so cute yeah that's why I bought it I was like uh this is a blush in a seashell yes please and so I I was like I have way too many cream blushes and I was like but it's in a seashell like I I need even if I like just saved the seashell forever I'd be happy so this was probably the first cream blush I bought um was this one so yeah yeah I, I actually I yeah I have this one you started with a really good one to compare it to I I started with the um Maybelline Cheek Heat Oh, and okay. I really didn't like cream blush, to be no. honest. I was like, I, I just felt like I wasn't in the club. I, I felt sad. I'm like, everybody else raves about cream blush and this 
cream blush kind of sucks. And I saw that guy that I like, MUA Alessandro, that does mm-hmm. the really funny reviews that are super quick. He was hating on um, Maybelline Cheeky the other day. And I was like, see, it's not just me. It just wasn't a good cream blush. Well, and I think there's a difference between a cream blush that's in a compact like that, that's more of like a solid, and then cream blush Agreed. that's in like a squeezy tube that's actually more of like a liquid blush. 100%. And I went that route because I thought it would be more sanitary for my kit. Like I would mm-hmm. like, you know, squeeze it onto the little palette, but you're right. There is such a difference. And I would rather just buy a million brushes and have to use a new one for like each face. It's fine. Yeah. So I have, I did an Ulta haul too, but mine was, um, it came in the mail. Um, and be- I needed, um, I needed more pimple patches. So I was like, well, what else do I need? So (laughs) I was out of setting spray and I got some. I get the Morphe setting spray. Okay. I am the first one to hate on Morphe. Hate Morphe. Hate the company. Hate everything about them. Their setting spray is amazing. It's in like an an aerosol can. Have you ever used it? I have not tried it, but I've seen it. And I was just about to say, I really like the continuous spray yes. te- like technology they use. Yes. And it's like the finest little dew drop of mist, like no big wet drops on your face. And just the continuing spray. I'm like, why have we not been doing continuous spray this entire time? I can tell you why, though. The oh. technology is because it, those um, kind of uh, things get clogged a lot. unfortunately because you're right it is beautiful and the thing is you can just run that under hot water and get it unclogged but you know people I mean we we don't have to even get started on that too much too much for them okay and then because (laughs) we talked about so much um fun hair stuff in our hair episode I bought two new packs of scrunchies which I posted on our Instagram so they've been really fun to wear um and so I love that nude one that you shared with your hair in the big bun and then like the little bow was like folding over it yes that was really fun so I actually Mm -hmm. um it doesn't do that great of a job of holding your hair but I more just like put my hair in a bun and then put that one over top of it just Mm -hmm. to add like and I got so many compliments that day and it's so funny because my hair was so dirty that day it really is (laughs) like when your hair's real dirty you just put something cute in your hair and everybody loves it It is so true. I mean, I am somebody that likes to partake in makeup, like to partake in accessories and always like put fun things into like my clothing and my hair. And like part of that joy is like people love it when you Mm -hmm. go the extra mile and Mm -hmm. when you do something like that, it puts like joy on their face and they feel that they have to express it. And then, you know, you're passing back good vibes. It's nice. Yeah, it's it's super funny. Like same thing with the the headbands. I posted um, the headbands I wear and Whenever I wear those, I get so many compliments. I'm like, if you guys even knew how dirty my hair was today. Yeah, oh, it's great. Everybody wins. By the way, <laughs> I've been double cleansing my hair. And it has changed my life. Yay! I, I feel That's like my awesome. hair was not clean before. I didn't know my hair could feel this good. It feels lighter. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like I had a lot of buildup in there that I had no idea. I understand that feeling completely. I am a person who I'm starting to understand. I carry all of my hair weight in the back of my hair. Um, So I didn't really think that my hair needed to be shampooed because I'd always be so dry at the front where I don't have as much hair. Mm -hmm. So I have to like lift up the back area of my hair and get under there and cleanse because like it would always get so greasy so quick. And I'd be like, what's wrong with this? And yeah, as soon as I started double cleansing, my world was changed as well. It really does work. The best way I can compare it to is like that feeling of when you use a new shampoo for the first time and you're like, oh, this feels awesome. It's like that feeling, double cleansing Every time. Hair. Yes, every time. Yeah, so your showers really are like the Herbal Essence commercials it from really the 2000s. It really is. It really is. Um, so the last two things I got in my Ulta haul was the Mad Hippie Vitamin A Serum, and then I got some rosehip oil. Just because a couple nights a week I do like to do a rosehip oil on top of my moisturizer. I just like the uh, feeling that oil can give to the skin. Now, Absolutely. What brand did you go with? So I used this brand called Acure. Um, mm. A-C-U-R-E. And fun fact, I looked on their bottle because, you know, I'm always reading ingredients. And they're based out of Fort Lauderdale. So a little South, South Florida love there. Oh, how fun. I love that. But you will find them. I see them sold at like um, 
grocery stores that are like kind of health food stores. Um, I was going to say, I think like Whole Foods sells them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can find them around. Um, but I, I really like when I want something just like a rosehip oil, those are kind of the brands I go for more of those like kind of hippie brands. Absolutely. And I think that's important for our listeners to know. I think rosehip oil, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is one of those um, things that can be marketed a, a different way, but you can really just get a basic rosehip oil from anywhere. It doesn't need to be $25. It doesn't need to be $50. Right. Rosehip oil, if it's true rosehip oil, it's just the oil of, um, they're a type of berry called rosehips. And I mean, that's that's it. That's all it is. So you're, you're, but also talk about all of the great things that it does. Oh, it's got like just, it's just like this amazing little oil. Yeah. So that berry is full of antioxidants. So what you're getting is your vitamin C, your vitamin A, um, and your vitamin E. So, um, it has been scientifically proven to diminish the look of, um, dark spots and uneven skin tone. So any acne scarring or sunspots you might be dealing with. Yeah. And it's one of those oils that you can use it with everything. So you don't have to worry about it not pairing well. Um, so it's safe. I like, I like oils like that, that like, if your brain just isn't there today and you're like, I can't even remember if I use this or that, just throw some rosehip oil on and you know, your skin will just be like replenished and nourished. Yeah. I love, um, I, I think, uh, rosehip oil is a good lazy girl hack. To be honest. Oh yeah. Which by the way, next week is episode 20, which we're really excited about. So we're going to bring you 20 of our all-time favorite lazy girl hacks. So <laughs> we maybe love, we should add that one on. We love lazy girl hacks. We do. Um, so I also bought a new foundation, the Tom Ford foundation. My friend Ash introduced me to a store called the cosmetic store. Look for one around your outlet center. It appears that they are owned by Estee Lauder. They have like a heavy discount on certain cosmetics. I think this is where Estee Lauder sends their products when they discontinue something or do new packaging or reformulation. I don't know if a lot of people realize that sometimes a brand can just change the packaging and all of their current products become obsolete. So they take them from the shelves. So this store had Tom Ford, Beauty Lab, Smashbox, Bobby Brown, and they had a whole luxury men's skincare line section, which made me excited for this episode. Uh, This foundation that I bought comes in a beautiful serum type bottle. It has SPF in it, which I'm not a big fan of, but the formula is nice. It's more of a watery light liquid with medium coverage that can be built. I bought this specifically for the shade Cool Almond. You don't see a lot of colors that get into the tan or darker range that has a cool color. So I got this for my spray tan and beach loving ladies to kind of cut some of that warmth that when they're getting on like the redder side from actually being more on the burnt end. I don't think I've ever tried any Tom Ford beauty products. Do you feel really bougie? I do. And I, and like I said, like 2020 was the year that I really kind of got into luxury and started Mm. understanding that type of makeup. And I do, I do feel really bougie and Tom Ford is a crazy line because you really don't think of it when you think of makeup products, but everything that he has really is super nice and luxurious. Yeah, some uh, luxury brands that put out makeup, I'm like, whatever. But Tom Ford, I Same. Tom Ford, I definitely am like, no, they know what they're doing. They do. His colors are really good, mm. and the packaging is always like on point too. I remember he had um, a line of lipsticks, and they were called like Boys and Lipstick, and like the the whole, <laughs> I don't know, just the whole thing is just like it's just cool. He's just cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gives you kind of like a little like punk rock edge, but also being very um, GQ at the same time. Yeah. And like all of the girls and the guys want to sleep with that person. Everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Very Harry Styles and Bowie type, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, Mick Jagger. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, So do you have any repurchases? I do. Uh, So I repurchased the Super Goop Play. Can't get enough of that. But I also tried the Unseen Sunscreen. And I think I might be um, preferring that a little bit more. Have you tried that one? No, um, because that's the clear one, right? It is. It's like a little jelly. Yeah. So I am always nervous of clear things because to me, I automatically think it'll feel like the Smashbox primer, that silicone. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I'm about. scared because I hate that feeling so much. It does kind of feel like that, but I, I like it. It um it reminds me if a um primer like you're talking about and water creams had a baby. Oh. 
So it kind of feels like that jelly consistency when it comes out of the bottle. But when you're rubbing it on your skin, it does kind of dissolve a little more. But it does leave a small film like you're thinking. Okay. Well, maybe I won't be so scared of it. Maybe I should just try it. I say you should because I would really like to know your opinion on it. I'll do it for the podcast. I'll do it. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Um, I went to Target to check out that Bliss sunscreen. And my Target has been so low on their sunscreen. I even went back again today and they didn't have it. I'm so bummed. Well, maybe that means everybody's having a hot girl summer but wearing their sunscreen. And that might make me happy. Yeah, that's true. Good way to look at it. Um, I also wanted to say Ulta is having their jumbo sale right now. So this is kind of piggybacking off our last episode where Lauren talked about the importance of a pro brand shampoo. And this is um, where you can get these jumbo um, sizes of pro shampoo at really good prices. So for those of you that might not have access to pro stores, like you're not a professional with a license, um, this is an opportunity to get good prices. Absolutely. And also following up from last episode, uh, Ksenia had a question about shampoo bars. Okay. So it's Senya. Okay. I was going to say, please correct me if Mm -hmm. I'm wrong. And I had a feeling, but I was going to go for it with confidence at first and then (laughs) see if you corrected me. Okay. Say it one more time for me. Senya. Senya. And also I love that name so much. And I watched Eurovision Uh and there was somebody with that name on it. And I also think Senya is like so beautiful and she's into cosplay. And I just think she's a really rad person. Anyway. Hi, Senya, (laughs) if you're listening. Yeah. Here's your special Um, shout out, Senya. Hello. Yes. Hello. Okay. So she had a question about shampoo bars and Mm -hmm. what my thoughts on them were. My friend Christine was just using one and her hair was super dry. Um, so if that happens, stop using one. She said that um, she used one from Lush and she loves it. So I say if it works for you and keeps your hair in good health, then do it. Personally, I have not tried any because I think they have a bit of a way to go in formulation for maintain- maintaining healthy pH balanced hair. However, I love the concept and what it does for the environment. And I love to see hair care moving in that direction. And what I mean by the formulation is sometimes as a blonde, you really like can't take risks that about like drying mm-hmm. out your hair or doing anything like that. And I haven't really seen any that have jumped out to me and look really nourishing or um, good for what I need. Yeah. I always, um, unfortunately I, I think of it as like bar soap and bar soap is so bad for your skin because bar soap itself is dry and it's meant to become dry. And so I would just worry about that. However, if you find one that works for you and you feel like you're really getting clean hair and you're not over drying your hair, because I know for me, when I over dry my hair, it actually gets oilier just like your skin does. So as long as your hair feels nice and balanced, go for it. Yeah. And I was trying to kind of just, you know, think in my own brain more about this and, and why I kind of haven't used these. And I'm with you on the bar soap. I think there's something about the moisture that has to be added to make mm-hmm. something a liquid. And I also think there's something about the um, oxidizing process and something being in a container with plastic and like not being exposed to the open air and oxygen mm-hmm. and also um, an area that becomes wet and dry, wet and dry. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I I don't know. Maybe it's more just personal preference that anything in a bar form. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe but I'm, who knows? I might just be a snob. I'm, I know I'm a snob, but that's why we do this <laughs> podcast because we like live for beauty, like stuff and we're snobs about it. So we want to give people the best suggestions. That's funny. Um, Are you stay snobby queen? <laughs> what are you watching <laughs> these days? So I'm currently obsessed with the show Betty on HBO. It's based in New York, centered around the skate culture, specifically females. I'm totally like going through this phase where I'm obsessed with like skate culture, Courtney Love. I mean, I think I've always loved that kind of stuff, but I couldn't um, like explore more of like the grunge, like bad part of Mm -hmm. that stuff. Like in the early 90s, I had to go more like the Gwen Stefani, no doubt. She was more like vanilla about Mm -hmm. it. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like your Degrassi or your skins in the sense that it's a scripted show centered around the current struggles of teenage youth. But there's also a movie called Skate Kitchen, and they created the show after the movie. So same characters that are in the movie on the show. What about you? Um, so, oh, I, I watched um, Kid 90 um, with uh, Soleil Moonfry. If you are listening to this and you haven't watched Kid 90 on Hulu yet, do yourself a favor and watch it because it's amazing. 
Uh, thank you. That's what I was saying. It's so good, right? Yeah, super good. And then I have two podcasts that I've been listening to. So the first one, um, for anyone in the aesthetics community or even the beauty community, there is a podcast called Esthetician on the Edge. And I love her because she's the one that creates like the best memes. Um, And she is anonymous. She doesn't say who she is or where she lives or anything like that. And so she can be like real sassy and like, and she used to be a, um, an educator like me. So she talks all the time about like the nonsense that happens at beauty school. Um, And so I've been listening to her. Beauty school. School is a freaking zoo. <laughs> it is the craziest place you'll ever encounter. It, it's really funny because one of my managers right now, when she, so her parents were in the circus and she, so she grew up like being around the circus. And I'm like, oh, that's how you ended up in beauty schools because you grew up at a, yeah. in a circus. It's the same thing. It's insane. Okay, really quick. I have to go back to Kid, um, kid 90. Mm. Was like, did you have a favorite part or was there something that you thought was like really interesting that you didn't know, like in the movie? I mean, all of it. Um, I didn't realize how many people that were in that community that had died, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seemed like a lot of them died. Um, I had no idea that she had a breast reduction. Um, mm-hmm. And that was really interesting. Um, it was interesting. <laughs> when they were on mushrooms um, <laughs> and she was hanging out with the girl from Rilo Kylie. Rilo Kylie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the whole Charlie Sheen thing, which I don't want to like, right. Oh my say, gosh. That blew like, my mind. Yeah. And, uh, and um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Johnny Depp. I mean, just Zach Morris, you know, all of these guys that we all have crushes on is, and she, they were her friends. They were her friends and they were also like her crush dating pool. The same way, like, mm-hmm. you know, every, guys all throughout your seventh grade class would be like, Oh, maybe I like him this week or him next week. And like hers were like Leonardo DiCaprio and Johnny Depp. (laughs) So the podcast, um, I just discovered this last night and I, I I think I listened to like four episodes before bed. It's called park predators. And it is about the disappearances, murders, creepy things that happen in national parks. Um, and there's like a lot of them. So, yeah. So I listened to a lot of them last night. Um, it's a girl who hosts it. She has a little bit of a Southern twang, which I kind of enjoy for storytelling. Um, so if you're into true crime, mystery, um, national parks, um, which I am, I recommend that one. It's called Park Predator. That sounds good. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to talk about is, um, So an article recently came out um, where the title was Dolly Parton still uses cheap makeup, Um, which, by the way, Dolly Parton is like the godmother of this podcast because this podcast came to fruition on Dolly Parton's birthday. So we love Dolly. But her thinking about her a lot today, actually, really (laughs) (laughs) Um, her favorite um, foundation is a Max Factor pan stick. And oh, my God, do you remember (laughs) pan sticks? Yeah, I know you use them in theater. I know you did. Yes, yes. Oh, it's so bad. But yeah, oh yeah, I can tell you that she uses that kind of makeup. And then she also sleeps in her makeup because she likes to be ambulance ready, which I think is hilarious. (laughs) I I know. I mean, I've read articles too where she says, um, maybe not even sleep in it, but she says like she wakes up at like three in the morning to do her full look Uh and make breakfast for her husband. Like. She is Dolly through and through that. Yeah, she is Dolly through and through. She said, if you know how to use makeup in the right way, you can make even cheap makeup look good. Is what she said. I agree. Me too. I agree with that. And then I think the mascara, I'm surprised it wasn't the pink and green Maybelline Great Lash, but it was like an all May mascara I'd never heard of. Interesting. I also think it's important to say you can make cheap makeup look good, but you have to be comfortable with seeing makeup. Yeah. You know, luxury is where we kind of like be we hide the pores or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Luxury is where we kind of get that effortless. Like I woke up like this and then cheap makeup is like, yeah, I caked on this makeup. Look how good it looks. Exactly. Look at this hot pink blush. You want it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited for this episode because we are going to have our very first guest on our this episode to talk about men's skincare. So we're going to take a quick pause. It won't be a pause for you guys, but it will be a pause for us while we get our guest. <laughs> Hello. So introduce yourself. Hello. My name is Aaron. This is the husband of the podcast, Aaron. That's me. He's our very first guest. Yeah. He also has done a lot of the behind the scene work on this podcast. In fairness, all the sound stuff was set up by Keith. So from my podcast, Nerds, the podcast, just called Nerds. But Sh- shameless plug. Shameless where, plug. Where can they find your <laughs> podcast? Just anywhere. Just look for Nerds. And what do you talk about on Nerds? Video games, movies, TV, anime, all kinds of stuff. So Nerdy stuff. If you're into nerdy stuff, listen to my husband's podcast and support him. Yeah, there's a lot of um, potty potty humor. If you <laughs> potty you don't want to hear about boy boy parts and... <laughs> sometimes, Ew, boys. Sometimes even girl parts, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Aaron, I brought you on today because I want to talk to you about men's skincare. So <laughs> let's talk about your, um, so did you use skincare when you were growing up? Never. No. I washed my face with shampoo. Okay. And when you washed your face with shampoo when we first got together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I. It's a one and done. You know, you just rubbing your head anyway. So. Okay. Oh my God. Well, and I would wash my beard with it, you know, at a certain point. And so it just extended up. And so I moved in with you and I had about 13 uh, face washes in Mm -hmm. our shower, you would say. Yeah, you have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And and I tried to get you to use skincare, but you really didn't have an interest in it. No. No. No, I I mean, I'm a a creature of habit. I don't want to change my routine. I have shampoo Mm -hmm. and I have soap and that's it. So tell us the story about when you got into skincare. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> originally I went to uh, Lush mm-hmm. to get you something and to get myself a bath bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all selfish, but I was going there to get us stuff. Like I like bath bombs because I like to read in the tub. Um, and when I was there, I don't remember. I asked the lady about beard stuff. <laughs> to wash my beard uh and she showed me this face wash called kalamazoo and it's made for men's faces and beards and i used it and it made my skin feel so soft <laughs> delicious and and what was your wife then girlfriend's reaction to you bringing this home oh you were pissed off because <laughs> i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't listen to you for three two years at that point yeah and specifically the reason i didn't like this product was because lush stuff they pride themselves on not using preservatives which is okay but that means their products are going to go bad very quickly this was in a jar open to air that was kept in our shower. Yeah, but I put the lid on it. It's not <laughs> like it was just sitting in the air. And then Yeah, it, but think about in the shower. It's like all the mold grows there and it's in a paper yeah, too. But I washed my face with shampoo. I mean, it can't get much worse <laughs> than that at this point. Where everything's going up. So Yeah, what an upgrade. <laughs> the the big ingredient in this product was um a coconut oil base, which is why he says it makes his face feel so soft, is because it leaves that kind of film from the coconut oil. So that's specifically why I got really mad. However, coconut oil in that form was probably great for your beard. Did your beard feel nice? I didn't feel a difference in my beard. It was my cheeks that I felt it right up top. Okay. Okay. And then, so you stopped using that face wash. Did I? No, because the pandemic. I couldn't go to the mall. Oh, so then you had to use mine. (laughs) Yeah. Then I just started using yours. Okay. Which is, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's better for my skin. It doesn't feel better. <laughs> it doesn't smell better. Mm-hmm. It smells kind of wacky, but uh, I use the CeraVe now. Is that what mm-hmm. how you say? Yep. It? Yeah. You, he uses CeraVe, and then you also incorporated <laughs> another product into your skincare routine. Tell us that story. So, <laughs> Paul Rudd is very handsome. Mm-hmm. We all know he's delicious, and uh, I like that word. By the way, it's the word of the delicious. Day, right? I love it too. <laughs> um. 
He's very handsome, and he's never looked different in his whole life, and he's 50-something. So I read an article about why he looks so good, and he said, I use moisturizer. <laughs> so I was like, well, I don't age very quickly. You know, I've been looking pretty young. I mean, now I've got a big beard. It's got some white in it, so it's, you know, I'm a little older looking. But I was like, I want to not have wrinkles. So I asked Kelsey if I what moisturizer to get, and she sold me on one that I use like once a week. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough for me. He, I came home one day and he said to me, I think I want to use a moisturizer. And I was like, Scooby-Doo. I was like, vroom, vroom? <laughs> what? I was so excited. So now, so you wash your face once a day in the shower with a, mm-hmm. the CeraVe foaming cleanser. Twice a day if I run. Twice a day if you run. And then you said about once a week you'll use a moisturizer. Yeah, it just depends. Uh, yeah, if I think about it. Yeah, it's definitely summer in South Florida right now, where your mm-hmm. skin probably doesn't necessarily feel like you need a moisturizer. No, humidity moisturizes for me. Um, and if you had to say, what would you say your primary skin concern is? None. None. <laughs> I have been lucky, hence why I never washed my face. I just never had pimples. I never. I mean, I, if I get pimples i get one giant one generally in a really embarrassing place but that's how it always rolls either my chin or my nose <laughs> and now i got a beard so the only one i gotta worry about is my nose um and that's been my whole life puberty all of it like never had acne thank god mm-hmm. and i never showered when i was a kid i was disgusting so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> if that's the secret so would you say that you are a typical example of a a uh, cis hetero white male in terms of skincare. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know my friend BT. Uh, he is as normal a dude as you would. I mean, he's even more average than me in terms of like his manly behaviors. Because I'm very much not mm-hmm. your typical man in terms of behaviors. But he was disgusted when he found out that I washed my face with shampoo. Oh, yeah. But it's because I said, I don't wash my face. Like, what are you talking about? I just, you know, I just rub soap on my head and then it rolls down, you know? And, and he was like, no wonder your face stinks. <laughs> I was like, does my face <laughs> oh my stink? God. Does it stink that bad? You've never been that close to it. But he, uh, I, he, I'm sure he has a routine. I don't know. But I'm sure he has a full routine. Most guys I know, I, we don't really talk about it. Um mm-hmm. They now they now I will say our male friends will talk about it around me because at some point they have all asked me a question about skincare and I've given them a simple answer like use face wash instead of soap. <laughs> and then they now are excited about their moisture barriers being intact. So Yeah, my buddy Keith, who helped set up this mm-hmm. whole sound system, he said you saved his skin because he dumped oil all over it under a bus and uh he said it looked like he aged 20 years immediately. Well, he dumped, He was working on a bus, um, like repairs, and he bought a bus. It's a school bus. A school bus. He's going to drive across the country in the school bus. He got oil on his face, and then he washed it with, I think, dish soap? Yeah, Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> and he said the next day he woke up and was, like, wrinkly. Like, he yeah. had wrinkles in his face. And he's our age, you know, early 30s. So, um mm-hmm. And then another male is um, Ian. So Claire's Mm -hmm. husband, Ian, he was saying, my skin is flaking off, so I scrub it every day and it's to get the flakes off, and it's still so flaky. And I was like, hey, man, you're over-exfoliating your skin, and it's not having a chance to create a moisture barrier. Try using face wash and exfoliating once a week. And he can't believe how good his skin feels. Men, we all struggle with barriers, don't we? You guys, (laughs) barriers. Uh, Boundaries and barriers. That's correct. I I will say it's never taught to us. My mom's a hairstylist, Mm -hmm. and you would think she would, I mean, whatever. Uh, No one ever told me about it. I mostly was just a dirty kid and just yeah had greasy long hair and didn't shower so would now when you are looking at skincare i know you really don't care i you kind of just use whatever do you think you would be more inclined to buy things that are um for men like how you buy men's body wash no mm. i mean i don't think i to me i would just buy whatever i found that had good reviews mm-hmm I, I buy men's body wash because I like the smell. Right. I don't buy it because I like, I'm like, I want to be a man. Like right now I have the exfoliate 
mm-hmm. charcoal old spice. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I just tend to like the smells. Okay. So and it, the fragrance is usually what we shouldn't be using. <laughs> but it's for his body. Yeah. It's for his body. Yeah. It's okay. We want his body to smell good. Yeah, God. Because mm. his face stinks. <laughs> his face really stinks. <laughs> we got to cover up that face stink. I used to also wash my hair every day. Uh huh. Yeah. No, Aaron doesn't wash his hair every day. But that's because I don't go oh, to work. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I yeah. don't go into the office, so I don't have to do my hair. When I do my hair, there's product in it, and when there's product in it, I want to wash it out. But mm-hmm. yeah. I tried to get Aaron to use dry shampoo once. Do you remember that, Aaron? I was like, just put dry shampoo in it. And I don't know why, but for some reason, his hair got instantly oilier. Uh-huh. And it looked what? like wet. And like it looked like he had a helmet of slick hair down his forehead. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really gross. And I hated it. I actually hate yeah. the smell of it. Kelsey and I, we share a morning routine now because we go to work at the same time. So I lay in the tub and read while she gets ready. And whenever she sprays that, I feel like I can't breathe. I step out. I step. It's my dry shampoo. I try and step out of the bathroom. I feel like an old lady like laid on top of me with all her perfume on. That's what it smells like. Like baby powder. And are you using Amika? Yeah, I'm using Amika. He doesn't like it though. Wow. Weird. I I feel like it's a lot. It is, yeah, it, is it really does. Like it, it jolts you, like how hard it yeah. sprays out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Aaron it's was kind watching... of part of the morning wake up. Yeah, Aaron. So Aaron likes to lay in the tub and read in the morning, and I'm usually in there, like you know, getting ready and stuff. And one time he was watching me do all my morning steps, and he goes, "So many steps." <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I mean, listen, the beauty standards that society has placed on you, you beautiful ladies. Uh, it's, it's pretty overwhelming. I uh, I couldn't do it. I would be such a hippie <laughs> if I if I was a lady. I would be like, don't do my hair. I wear no makeup. I don't wash my face other than <laughs> shampoo, the, the whatever garbage <laughs> I use now. You know, like mm-hmm. I would just have the same stuff. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Now, do you ever exfoliate? I've I have offered you so many options of exfoliating. Negative ghostwriter. Negative ghostwriter. Okay, you have, you feel you have no need to exfoliate. No, don't, listen. If it ain't broke, <laughs> you don't fix it. Okay. And that's what I was trying to tell BT at that point in my mm-hmm. life. I was like, whatever I'm doing, no pimples happen, <laughs> and I'm not like I don't have scabs on my mm-hmm. face or anything. So whatever I'm doing is working, and that's why I don't change it. Mm-hmm. Now, since you started incorporating moisturizer every once in a while have you noticed um your skin feels better looks better i'm gonna be very honest with you yeah i feel zero percent difference <laughs> oh my god well he, now terrible. he did say he only moisturizes about once a week i guess well when i first got it i did oh. it every day mm-hmm. and i didn't feel a difference mm-hmm. and then i started forgetting and then i was like i don't feel any difference and then it was a pandemic so yeah and then i was like i mean at a certain point i don't know i, I i'm not I am not as aware of my skin, I think, as you are. Yeah, I think I'm very aware of my skin. I don't feel... Have you used any products from Kelsey that made you feel, like, pampered or, like, you just really liked them or you're like, oh, I could make this part of my routine? No. <laughs> he has zero interest in anything. I I have things that I'm like, Aaron, you should try this every once in a while. It's really good for you. And he's like, no, thanks. Every time I do, it does, it's, it's bad. <laughs> And I've offered to do chemical peels on him. Like, I've offered to do a lot of things. And he's always like, my eyes are burning. I don't like this. <laughs> I oh, used, my gosh. I used this thing. What was the stuff you told me? You put it on my shelf on the shower. It's, and it's still there. And I keep wanting to move it because I'm never going to use it. It's, um, it's, uh, da, 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 the, it's the sex appeal, but it's the K-Beauty one that I have. Yeah, uh, The yeah. peeling gel. Mm-hmm. So you have to use dry hands on dry skin. And I thought he would like that because it would peel off his skin. It didn't do anything. Because you used wet. You used it wet. But why is oh, it Oh, yeah, you shower? can't do that. Because you have to rinse it off. Yeah, but it should yeah. be at the sink. I'm not going to be in the no, shower. It, it's like a chemical reaction. Yeah, but you're not going to use it at the sink. So I thought you'd be more willing to use it in the shower. Oh, I'd 100% use it at the sink versus the shower. The really? shower is a routine and I'm in there <laughs> wet. I don't, I'm not just sitting in the shower, oh dry skin. <laughs> These are important conversations, guys. These are important conversations. Are you in the shower with just no water going? Just yeah, dry I, hands? Yeah, because I use dry. Uh, that's how I remove my makeup with um, Dermalogica pre-cleanse. It's supposed to be dry hands on dry skin. Does aging scare you, Aaron? Um, 
looks wise, not necessarily. I'm. I don't want to die. Uh, that's uh-huh. probably that scares me. I'm ready to okay. once once Elon Musk comes back from Mars or wherever and creates a little robot I can put my brain in. Your boy's ready. Uh-huh. I will get rid of all physical connection to this universe just so that my brain can live on, my personality can live on. So. And then other than <laughs> Paul Rudd, would you say there's any other like a- attractive men, older men that you aspire to be like? Hmm. Like what? Older? I mean. But like I think... older, like Paul Rudd's older than you. Hmm. Uh, looks. Hmm, no, I don't think I pay much attention. I just with Paul Rudd, you can't help but notice. Right. Because mm-hmm. he's been in 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 movies and in you know our eyes forever and so you can see various decades everyone else ages right right paul rudd stays the same keanu reeves is probably a handsome guy yeah i mean not probably he's a very handsome guy you actually you like ted danson i love ted danson yeah um i would like to have perfectly white hair like him at Mm -hmm. some point i think that's how my hair will go it won't be gray it's just gonna be white because if my beard is any indication it's just gonna go straight white do you think ted danson colors his hair negative see i think you're who would color their hair white i think it probably is not an even white and so he probably just mm. colors it all white hmm. yeah i think it was probably like a salt and pepper i don't think about these things i just imagine a perfect world where his hair just <laughs> turned from brown to white and he washes it all with shampoo yeah okay yeah I'm... so i feel like i'm hearing that really like the only incentive that like a man could really find to use skincare was just if he had a problem that needed to be solved. So like you would only really be incentivized to use it if you had a really bad breakout or a rash or like a pimple or something like gnarly going on on your face. Yes. You've hit the nail on the <laughs> okay. head. Men are reactive. We, are, I, I, And I only speak for me and the, uh, the men I've interacted with in my life. My experience mm-hmm. is that we are reactive. It's Life is on an even keel, and then something happens, and you're like, I got to fix this. It's never, like, mm-hmm. preemptive. I mean, mm-hmm. the older you get, I think you do more preemptive medical things uh, because, you know, your family members die, and then you're like, wait, I don't want to die like that. So then you start thinking, how do I not have whatever happened to them happen to me? But skin is such, like, a a non-issue, mm-hmm. unless it's an issue. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel yeah. like for guys, and I want that's why I said it's the standard society holds you to no one cares about men's skin unless we have a bunch of pimples mm. no one even pays attention kelsey noticed that i had blackheads on my nose but like that's because she was my girlfriend at the time you know she mm-hmm. was looking at it i was looking at it like now yeah for i don't know because when i was watching that cannibal cop show yesterday i always feel like i get and i'm i'm probably gonna get like dragged for this but i get kind of grossed out by like old men that have a ton of like liver spots age Mm. spots and they're just like a potato at that age and i'm just like you could have done something about this like and they're also like scaly looking and i know at that point it's probably because they drink a lot of alcohol and they probably have the gout because they're usually rich and they're like lawyers and stuff but um yeah i i wonder how you could put that fear into men that like maybe they wouldn't look like this or like could you show that like there's no science that shows you like this is what you would look like if you used your SPF and vitamin C every day versus not. But there is a difference. And yeah. I do. I I agree. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that men go from normal to complete. Am I allowed to curse? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> right. yeah. So I think men go from like super awkward and weird or really extremely handsome and buff and hot. That's how it is. And in rugged. High school, and right? like, yeah, like, yeah. That's You're either like as a teenager, you're either no one gives a crap and doesn't even you don't even register to super hot and buff that to then like mature and it's like okay they've calmed down they look like they're physically look Mm -hmm. like they've calmed down and then they become unfuckable that is like the Mm -hmm. progression and i think that at that point you know nature takes its course and you don't you don't care about being fuckable right like Mm -hmm. you're just rich and old and you just want to get drunk and eat steak i guess (laughs) but i I agree with you old dudes with big bulbous noses that are all like pockmarked and look like the dark side of the moon yeah i'm not that's um that's a type of rosacea actually that's that Mm. men get where they get that big really gnarly nose 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I call that um, Key West skin because whenever we have a hurricane coming, they always go down to Key West to interview these old drunk men. <laughs> and they're all like, I'm not evacuating. I haven't evacuated <laughs> since the 70s. And their skin looks like they live in Key West and they drink a lot. Yeah. yeah, my dad actually had ha- only asked about age spots. And to me, I'm just like, it's too late for that. Like that was SPF. <laughs> but it's hard. Like you said, Aaron, like you're more reactive. So like, he doesn't want to hear that. He, mm-hmm. If I told him the routine he'd have to go on and that he'd have to reapply every two hours, he would just like cuss me out like and be like, no, I'm not doing that. Are you crazy? Yeah. See, I did get sunscreen for running, mm-hmm. but more because I was getting real goofy tan lines. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That My farmer's tan. That was probably so you had a problem. It needed to be fixed. Yes. Reactive once again. Yes. yes. I was going to finish with that with, with our interview with Aaron. That was probably my proudest moment as your wife was the day that you bought yourself sunscreen mm-hmm. to, and decided to use it on your own without me telling you to or nagging you to. Yeah. I mean, I would, if I had my choice, would never go in the sun. Literally hate it. It's the worst feeling in the world. And if I could see perfectly in the dark, I would do everything in the dark. Uh, and I like to be pale, but I don't want to be fat. So I started <laughs> running. <laughs> I started running and then I gained six pounds, which is a bummer. <laughs> but I started running and I got tan lines like on my arms. And, you know, so then Kelsey got me some running shirts that are sleeveless. And I have a horrific looking torso. So it's real awkward looking, but at least I have less tan on my farmer's tan side. So you can't see if my sleeves go up a little bit. But then my shoulder and like my neck is it, I have like three types of tans now. I have three levels of color. It's a gradient. Could you run on a treadmill in the dark? Probably. The only thing that the only reason I haven't even thought about getting a treadmill is because the I'm not a consistent runner in terms of like I don't run for two miles. I run. For, I do couch to 5k and I found I the, love that app. Yes, I found the so sweet good. spot was week four three minutes mm-hmm. five minutes three minutes five minutes that's what I like and, yeah. and I, you burn more fat doing it that way anyway when you let your heartbeat like rise mm-hmm. and then go down and then rise again yeah and I, I didn't start it to do a 5k so I just started to get better at running I mm-hmm. last or middle of this year sometime or middle of where we're at in the year so in march sometime i ran a mile for the first time straight ever in my entire life yay i did it and it's done um but i now have a gradient of tan so i'm trying to (laughs) trying to counteract that so i'm like the struggle is real i i uh sunblock my arms okay hi i hit something on the keyboard and um it stopped the recording so i have no idea where that was um but i'm gonna take this time to thank aaron for coming on (laughs) and for are we back now yes sorry oh gosh okay now i'm with the picture okay Okay. (laughs) um thank you so much aaron for coming on and all the work you've done on our podcast and providing the male perspective on skincare you're welcome i I love you. you very much unfortunately it was a negative perspective uh or a negative skewed perspective no it was a real perspective yeah, I try to to stay real. I love you too, Lauren. I love you in a platonic way that I've never met you. So, <laughs> I love that you're friends with my wife. Hey, and that you hey. help her fulfill her creative needs. Podcasting Aww. is very important to me and to her. So, I appreciate you. All right, awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Aaron. And I appreciate all of you listeners. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Bye, Aaron. Okay, so um, he's a real natural that one. <laughs> he's he is born to podcast. Let me tell you, yeah, he is. So that was um, that was really interesting. So when we're working with um, men's skincare and offering men's suggestion in skincare, um, we're dealing with two things. Number one is men's skincare concerns are different than a woman's, and number two, which we just heard from Aaron, is that men don't really have the willingness to use skincare <laughs> like we yeah. do. So let's start off with the first factor of men's skincare concerns. So men have more of a hormone called androgen, which controls our oil production. So we can naturally expect men to have larger pores with more of a normal to oily skin type. There are exceptions to this, of course, but this is just kind of the majority. Men tend to have oilier skin um, and we'll see larger pores specifically in the T-zone. 
So also when addressing men's skincare, the other thing we need to think about is facial hair. Um, when I'm working with a male client, I primarily ask them about their facial hair routine because this gives me an indication of how sensitive the skin is. So for example, if a man cannot shave with a razor, but only a buzzer, um, that generally indicates they tend to have an issue with razor burn. Um, and this also tells me when their skincare routine is and how much time they're willing to dedicate to it. So men who are shaving every day or doing something with their facial hair, that is kind of usually the extent of their skincare. And so when recommending a routine to men, I kind of have to work with them and meet them where they are. So a classic example of a typical awful men's skincare routine is shower and wash your face with body wash. Um, shave after the shower. And if there is moisture involved, this is when it would occur. So in this example, I know that I'm dealing with a man. I can get to use probably two products, an appropriate cleanser and a moisturizer, and he'll use them once a day in the morning. So this brings me to the second factor, which is men's willingness to do a skincare routine. It's a delicate balance between what they're willing to do and what they're concerned with. If a man has multiple skin concerns but won't follow a full routine, there's really not a lot we can do. So, for example, like what you talked about with your dad um, being concerned with sunspots, he would need a vitamin C, exfoliants, um, sunscreen, reapplication, and a lot of men aren't willing to do that. Um, so, Lauren, you have your boyfriend using some skincare, don't you? I do. Um, yeah, I had him or I purchased the Supergoop vitamin C. It has SPF 40 in it, I believe. But mm -hmm. I just thought that was a really good product for the daytime to get vitamin C and SPF in his system. And mm -hmm. I put it right on his bedside table. And he works in a gym that has mirror, not mirrors, but uh, windows on all sides. Mm. So he is constantly being blasted by the sun. And um, it's, it's hard to learn new routine. Mm -hmm. So... He used it. I think he used the bottle up, but I'm just trying to get him in the habit of at least using sunscreen while we live in South Carolina. Mm -hmm, for sure. And then the other thing which I really like is you can get him to do masks with you, right? He loves to be pampered. Yeah. Um, yeah, I cut his hair every 10 days. So he'll even, we usually sit in the bathroom, listen to a murder podcast. I cut his hair and he's always like, let's do skincare while we do that. So we'll usually do a mask then. And he loves to be gua sha mm. and <laughs> he loves the um, jade roller. And he really likes the, the ones we put in the freezer, like the globes mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So where maybe Aaron doesn't find it fun, mm -hmm. my boyfriend does find it fun. So if you have someone that is excited about skincare, definitely pull out all of those little extra, you know, fun, exciting things because it will get them more likely to use it. Mm -hmm. And you could also find like Aaron's not really into skincare, but he would go get a pedicure with me. So it may mm -hmm. not necessarily be skincare, but you can find pampering things you guys can do together. But I love that he will do skincare with you. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, so another thing to think about is if the man in your life is approaching 40 or starting to become concerned with signs of aging, look for an anti-aging moisturizer. Um, my favorite for mature men is by Dermalogica. It's called Dynamic Skin Recovery Broad Spectrum SPF 50. And I actually have my grandfather using this one. Cute. Um, yeah. So it's an antioxidant moisturizer and it's super lightweight and it has SPF in it. So you're really Getting, you're getting moisturizer, you're getting antioxidant protection, and you're getting an SPF. We'll definitely put that one on the gram. Yeah, for sure. Um, my, I've gotten my mom to use this one. I've gotten my sister to use this one. My sister got mad when I gave her that one because she says I only ever give her SPF. So sorry, Sarah. Um, I've gotten my aunt to use this one. I use this one, but it's not quite enough moisturizer for me. I need something a little heavier. But that's why it's ideal for men because men tend to not like the feeling of moisturizer on the skin or anything heavy feeling. Absolutely. Um, so to sum it up, when buying skincare for the men in your life, a general rule of thumb is to look for normal to oily products. So these are going to be gel or foaming cleansers. And then you want lightweight moisturizers or even gel creams. The best is if we can get them to use multitasking products like a moisturizer with SPF or even better, a vitamin C with SPF like the one by Supergoop. And when in doubt, just show them a picture of Paul Rudd and emphasize the importance of moisturizer that has played in his routine. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, Lauren, tell me what's made you happy this week. 
Um, yeah. So I started, um, buying meals from a company called Project Lean Nation. Look out for this. I do think it's a franchise. So if you're listening, maybe they have one in your area, but it's basically solved all of my food needs. I'm a person that like is always at the gym. I love to work out. I take care of myself, but I am so bad at feeding myself. I don't know how to cook. I didn't grow up in a family that knew how to cook. And I always was saying like, oh, I'm going to get like even the green chef meals or something like that. And finally, like my boyfriend and I surrendered. We're like, we don't know how to cook. We don't know how to feed ourselves. We're in such bad habits of like ordering pizza all the time. And basically like they're a meal prep solution where they flash freeze the meals and you can keep them frozen for up to six months and you pick your meals every week and we just pay for it and go and pick them up and then you heat them up in the oven for 15 minutes. It's awesome. Oh, I feel like I've seen these before. Okay. Yeah. It's a bunch of like prepared meals. Yeah. And, and technically you can go in and have your like body fat evaluated yeah. and they'll tell you your micros and macros, but I didn't do it for that reason. I was like, I don't want to cook at all. And it's just like life has become a lot easier. And I feel like my energy levels are up because I'm eating more, more balanced meals rather than I would always like just wait to eat because I didn't know what I wanted to feed myself. And then I would drink energy drinks mm -hmm. and then I just, you know, and then you eat something really bad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A lot of sobriety is like learning how to take care of myself. <laughs> and definitely that's one of the things that I knew I wasn't ready to overcome yet. So I'm glad that I'm tackling that now. It feels good. Yeah, for me, um, sobriety made me be like, oh, I have to actually eat dinner instead of just a liquid dinner. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then maybe I replaced that with too much ice cream and pizza. But like now I'm ready to like have a healthy dinner and go to bed. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. So what made you happy this week? Um, so I had a really fun Maryland trip. Um, I went up for a quick weekend trip. My sister still lives up in Maryland. She lives on the Eastern shore. We did real cute, small town things. Um, I got to see, uh, she has a bunch of kids. Her two youngest are five and 11 and uh, the 11 year old hasn't started middle school yet. So he still is like, wants to be around, you know, oh. Yeah, and then <laughs> That's the such a nice little age. Yeah, and the five year old's real fun. It's fun because the two, her two youngest, the boys, they're the same age difference as me and my sister. So I like the idea that when they're older, they'll be best friends like me and my sister. Um, Cute. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I saw that you picked um, fresh blueberries we and you did. said they tasted amazing. They, we did. Um, we picked blueberries. Blueberries are actually really hard to pick because, well, for a tall person, because the bushes are really low to the ground. So, but luckily I was with a five-year-old who was super good at picking blueberries. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, we did. Um, it was nice to see like that kind of woodsy trees. Um, Maryland's very pretty in the summer. So it, it was real nice. Um, and also having our first podcast guest. That was real fun having my husband on. It, I just feel like that's an exciting time for us. I love that. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say about the Maryland thing with the trees. I oh. always um, observe that because us living further south and mm -hmm. the sun being so harsh, the greens that we see are mm -hmm. like more of a muted lime green. Yep. But up in Maryland, they're more of like this lush, mm -hmm. enchanted, like emerald green. For sure. We went to this place that has they're known for this type of oak tree that kind of grows almost like um horizontal as opposed to vertical so it Ooh. creates this like tunnel of trees that you walk <sighs> through oh yeah it was real it was real magical loves that mm -hmm. that's awesome I'm glad you had a good time mm -hmm. yeah I had a really great time I hadn't been to Maryland since 2019 um, and I never really go to Maryland just because I'm like, mm, I kind of left that part of my life behind me, but it is, it is nice to go and visit, especially my sister living in a small town. It doesn't feel like going back to the town we grew up in, which I associate with like negative things. It feels right, like and that is such like you yeah. think small town and then that's even tinier. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It feels like getting like the pieces of home that I do miss from growing up in Maryland without any of the negativity. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, so this is episode 19, which means our next episode is episode 20. I can't believe we're going to have our 20th birthday. Um, so Lauren had mentioned it earlier, but our next episode, we're going to do our lazy girl beauty hacks for episode 20. So I'm really excited for that one. 
Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, and if you've reached this point in the podcast and you haven't given us any stars, give us five stars. Share us to your friends. Message us about your shampoo bars or what else ever else you use. Um, thanks for listening, and we really appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>